The Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut welcomes you to today's broadcast of Shi'ar Jashub, featuring the ministry of Greg Scalzo, our pastor and author of the new book, The Nature and Power of Prayer. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing my husband's series on Heavenly Authority. This section of the series is a teaching on the gifts, the offices, and the workings in the New Testament. And as an introduction, in this sermon, he has been discussing the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Pastor Greg has gone through the different accounts in the book of Acts, and when we left off, he was reading from chapter 19, where Paul finds 12 disciples in Ephesus. Let's rejoin the sermon and go back a minute or two to review the setting. Here is Pastor Greg Scalzo. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Something about these disciples. A disciple is a learner of Jesus Christ. So they know about Jesus. They're proclaiming Jesus. There's something not quite right, not quite total. For Paul to say to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? When you believed in Jesus, when you believed he was the Messiah, did you receive the Holy Spirit? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. They didn't even know about the Holy Spirit. Maybe they know the Old Testament scriptures, the Spirit of God, and they don't have the concept of Father, Son, Spirit. But they certainly don't know that they're supposed to have this experience in the Holy Spirit. We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. And you get a hint of what's going on there. They believed in Jesus as Messiah, probably because John pointed to Jesus. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So they have faith in him as the Messiah. But it's not a personal faith, because he says to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. They knew they were sinners, they knew they needed to repent, and they went into the water, and they received John's baptism. And then when they heard that John pointed to Jesus, they believed that Jesus was the Messiah. But it wasn't a personal belief. There's a lot of people that believe Jesus is the Christ and they're in this situation. They don't understand that until we immerse ourselves into his shed blood and say, Lord, not my life, but yours. Live your life in me. Until, and that's what that water of baptism symbolized. Unfortunately, a lot of people get baptized in water today as a church ceremony, not understanding that this is not an initiation to a church or into an organization, you're going into the Lord Jesus Christ. You're saying, Lord, I'm dying to myself, I'm dead, and as I come out of that water, I'm rising to you, live your life in me, which means what? I need to receive the fullness of your Holy Spirit. Really, it's not a separate, it's a continuous 
process, right? If you really get baptized in water the right way, your heart is open to receiving all the Holy Spirit has for you. Because you're saying, I'm dying, I'm dead, and now Jesus Christ is living. Come inside, change me, remake me, empower me, let me walk the way Jesus walked. That's the full message. These men only heard part of it. So Paul says to them in verse 4, Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Jesus Christ, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now they're immersing themselves into the Savior. Not just a mental knowledge of someone who's Messiah, but they're immersing themselves into the Savior. They're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then what? Verse 6, And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they what? They spoke with tongues and prophesied. There's two manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And now the men were about 12 in all. He lays hands on them. So they receive the full message. They're baptized into Jesus Christ, immersed in him, saturated with him, and then Jesus saturates them as Paul lays hands upon them and they receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit and they speak in tongues and they prophesy. So then, last time we saw that the gifts and the signs and the wonders and the power of the Holy Spirit was so important to the going forth of the gospel. But I think we can conclude today that it's important to each person's life as a believer also. We cannot walk the way we're called to walk unless we have this fullness, this falling, this showering, this pouring out of the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. We're led. The Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. He testifies to our spirit. The Holy Spirit testifies to our spirit. The wind blows. You neither see it, but that's what the Holy Spirit's like. People cannot see it, but the disciples feel it, right? They can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. The presence of the Spirit, he testifies to our spirit. You can feel the witness, and I don't know why that's not spoken about more in churches. You know, tongues is emphasized, but you can feel the showering, like the wind blowing. Someone looking at you cannot see it happening, but you feel him. You can feel the presence of God. His spirit testifies to our spirit. His spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. When you're worshiping, all of a sudden the spirit falls. And you feel his presence. And the believer baptized the spirit near you feels at the exact same time. And you become one in the spirit of God. That's a testimony of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. 
And then gifts will come out of that. Tongues and prophecy and healings come out of that. If you look down in verse 26, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. We do not know what we should pray for as we ought. We don't know sometimes how to pray. Many situations are just too complicated, or we're too weak, or it seems hopeless. But the Spirit himself helps us. He makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The Father knows, and the Spirit always intercedes for us according to the will of the Father. And if we pray according to his will, he hears us, and we have that which we ask of him. So there's a tremendous power here, because when we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit knows how to pray. And he can pray for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. If you have an NIV, you'll say, words cannot express. There is a groaning inside in our spirits as the Holy Spirit moves us. Some people will speak in tongues. Some will speak in a human language. Many will speak in a heavenly language because our earthly language is almost too restrictive. Our learning of language and the concepts of that language can be too small for the prayer. So the Holy Spirit has groanings inside of us that then well up, that gives it power, that makes it a heavenly prayer, and the Father knows the mind of the Spirit, and he knows that we're praying in the will of the Spirit, so there is tremendous power in this filling, this baptizing with the Holy Spirit. There's tremendous power in speaking in tongues. It seems silly. When the world looks at us like we're silly, it does seem silly. Why should you say some words and have power to it? It's a gift of grace. It shows the magnitude of God that he can use our humble tongues to bring down. I've experienced the most power, the most shattering of demonic forces in heavenly realms when I speak in tongues. Well, the foolishness of God is greater than the wisdom of men. It would take a lot to get some of those professors at Yale to get down on their knees and pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and have to speak in tongues, and yet they would find power they never knew they could have because it goes against pride. And one of the worst problems we have is pride, and pride stops us from receiving the gifts and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Pride is a stumbling block to the gifts. And God will use foolish things to break that pride, to show that it's his power and his might that must overcome. And we must be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We need it for the going forth of the gospel. We need it for each one of our lives to be able to walk in the kingdom of God the way we're called to walk. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord God, we thank you for your promises, Father. And right now, Lord, I pray that anyone who has not received the fullness of your spirit, Lord God, has not been showered from on high with the baptism of your Holy Spirit, Father God, that they would right now say in their hearts the prayer, Lord, fill me, 
Give me everything you have. Lord Jesus, I receive the full gift of your Holy Spirit. Everything you have for me, Lord, break any pride inside of me that would stop me from walking under your anointing and shower me, Lord. I ask, I seek, I knock, I desire with all my heart. Lord, I want everything you have for me, the total anointing of your Spirit for me. And Father, for those who have prayed that prayer, Lord, I spiritually lay hands upon them now, Father God, that they would receive the Holy Spirit. Father God, that they would speak in tongues, that they would prophesy as the Spirit enables them, Lord God. Father, show them the reality of your presence, that they would know that they know, that they could walk under your anointing and give glory to the name of your Son, Christ Jesus. In his name we pray. Pastor Greg Scalzo's new book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, is available wherever books are sold. Pastor Greg wrote this book to provide readers with knowledge of the foundational principles found in the Bible, principles which are necessary so that we can approach God with confidence, knowing the correctness of our prayers, and that God will answer in a powerful way. You can find more information at PastorGregScalzo.com. You are welcome to Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacles Sunday service at 10 a.m. in the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. The church website, again, is www.shiarjeshub.org. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.